Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. We're going to continue to work relentlessly till we find Hannah Graham. Somebody's got to know where she is. Because it's been a week and we can't find her. My Facebook feed was just waterlogged with, you know, Hannah Graham missing, 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 missing. My initial reaction was, how could this be? The reaction on Twitter is a pretty good barometer of the way people care. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. The disappearance of Hannah Graham brought us down here to Charlottesville for what was the most extensive search in Virginia history, and it left the audience across the country hungry for every detail on Twitter. Everyone had an idea about what police could do to find her. She's our only daughter, and she's enormously precious to us all. You know, immediately I contacted the police department and said, what do we have here? You know, do you feel like this person went missing on her own? They said, no, this was out of character. This is being seen as suspicious. You've got different women within that area who had gone missing. You had Morgan Harrington, Alexis Murphy, you know, Hannah Graham was the latest one. You know, all these names, you go down the list. Continuing coverage now for the search for Alexis Murphy. Five years since Morgan Harrington was last seen alive. The search is on for a missing University of Virginia student. Your heart squeezes and you say, oh no, not another one. I receive a call from the University of Virginia police who informed me that Morgan's purse had been found in a parking lot. I knew Mm -hmm. that minute something terrible had had happened. We still haven't found Alexis, but the tapes in and of themselves are haunting. What happened, what transpired, 
in those minutes that we don't have her on camera that caused her to disappear literally into thin air. <laughs> we are part of a club. We're part of an ugly little club. The surveillance tapes really were the, the turning point in this case. She's coming from the direction if you were coming from the University of Virginia. In one of those images, she's walking with a man. We do have tape here supposedly shows them together. After the uh, Hannah Graham case broke, my chief deputy said, you know, that looks just like our composite. He looks like the assailant in our case. In my mind, this was not a first timer. We had these missing girls, and of course their families were looking for answers. DNA science is ultimately what connected three separate cases. I'm Susan Spencer. Tonight on 48 Hours, Hannah Graham, Deadly Connections. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s, you play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Charlottesville is beautiful. Beautiful downtown mall, great restaurants, it's a, you know, college town. Charlottesville, Virginia. Historic. Quaint. Home to the prestigious University of Virginia. 18-year-old Hannah Elizabeth Graham loved it here. When she went missing on September 13, 2014, she had just started her second year. A few days later, her distraught parents, Sue and John Graham, appealed for help. This is every parent's worst nightmare. I'm certain that everybody knows that what happened to Hannah 
could happen to their child. Please, please help us. The disappearance outraged the entire community, from fellow students. You make things good, Hannah Graham. To the police chief, Tim Longo. We're going to continue our work. We're going to continue to work relentlessly until we find Hannah Graham. We knew at that time that she had gone out to dinner with friends that night and that, you know, like most college students, she had gone to a couple parties. I'm going to start with the family. And WTVR reporter so Laura French, a 48 Hours consultant, has followed this story from day one. We know that after she left that party, no one had heard from her other than a couple text messages. And that text at 1.06 a.m. was, you know, I'm trying to get to a party, I believe, and I'm lost. I'm lost. It wasn't completely out of character that she'd be lost. Here she moved into off-campus housing. School had just started. We were just a few weeks into the school year. And, you know, you can lose your bearings, especially in and out of that downtown mall area. So this is the mall in Charlottesville. This is the last place, really, where we see Hannah Graham. That's right. This is known as the downtown Charlottesville mm -hmm. Pedestrian Mall. And it is the last known image that we have of Hannah Graham on this mall. Popular place with the kids? You definitely see kids down here, but this is not what we would call the hangout. British-born Hannah Graham moved with her parents to Virginia when she was just five years old. Her friend, Lila Nasser, remembers her as super smart, musically gifted, and with a dry sense of humor. She's one of those people who just knew who she was. Uh, very much a go-getter. She was very confident um, and driven. Hannah is uh, witty and much smarter than any coach that was on the field. Just shy of six feet, Hannah was a standout on the softball field. High school coach Craig Maniglia. As time went on, she moved herself up to her senior year when she became captain of the team. Vivacious, popular, talented, no surprise that Hannah Graham's disappearance exploded on social media. Prosecutors say that will happen. WTOP later. radio reporter Neil Augenstein, who worked with 48 Hours on this investigation, was tweeting details almost by the minute. We've been able to tell it as it's developing. With Twitter, you can tell the little bits that caught your attention and do add color and perspective and, and context to a story. County Sergeant testified today. And the story became even more intriguing as video began to surface. Here is Hannah at a UVA event only 10 days before she went missing an eerie contrast to the grainy images of her caught on tape by surveillance cameras the night she disappeared. Well, the Hannah Graham case resonated so much more with Charlottesville because you know, she was living here in Charlottesville. Attorney and longtime Charlottesville resident Lloyd Snook has been following the case closely. Her disappearance was reported within a day. They could track through the various uh, video cameras where she had gone. She had been downtown, and then the trail goes cold. Then she just vanished. He walked us through the videos of Hannah's last known hours, starting as she leaves her apartment, a normal kid out on a Friday night. 
This is McGrady's. This was a, a restaurant, and you'll see Hannah Graham coming in from the left, the lower left. She's highlighted. Now, I'm going to stop that because, you know, that stumble to some people who watch this is very telling. She seems a little unsteady on her feet, both here and later on in the video. She's coming from the direction uh, that you would come from if you were coming from the University of Virginia. And then after a few minutes, we see her, she reemerges. And what do you think this was all about? My guess, purely a guess, is that she went by McGrady's to see if a friend was in there who might buy her a drink or something mm -hmm. like that. Police believe Hannah had been drinking that night. She's next seen on video from a nearby gas station. And this time, I mean, she is running. Who knows what that means? You know, it, it, it's really hard to say. I, it, it's not a particularly dangerous neighborhood. It's mm -hmm. a well-lit area. And I think that the cops have looked at this and there doesn't appear to be anybody running after her. Right. So she's running now, she's going toward the mall. Just seconds before Hannah next surfaces on security footage near a local pizzeria, its camera catches a man walking on the downtown mall. You'll notice he's a pretty distinctive looking guy. He's a big man, he's got dreads. It's kind of obvious why people would notice him over the course of the next half hour. He disappears here briefly, and then we're about to see Hannah here. She's by herself. By herself. But soon the man makes a U-turn and then reappears, now walking in Hannah's direction. So you see a pretty big guy there. Yeah. Keeping behind several other people. And at that point, he's probably 20, 30 yards behind Hannah. The last video from a jewelry store camera shows Hannah and the unidentified man now walking side by side. And they seem to be walking in sync together. By enhancing the picture, police note that his arm is around her waist. Very strange to watch two people on videotape and, and realize how much their lives are gonna change. You can only imagine what was going on in her mind. You can only imagine what was going on in, in his mind. There is no video from her last known stop. So this is the Tempo Bar. This is the last place that she was seen in public? In public, no, no images of her, um, but the police say that several eyewitnesses put her inside that bar with the suspect. Mm -hmm. If that young lady's touched your life in any way, you have the responsibility to help us find her. Somebody knows what happened to Hannah. We don't know who that is, but somebody knows what happened to Hannah. That somebody, police think, may well be that man on tape. Who made the odd U-turn to walk in Hannah's direction. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for?
See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. guys on the right, couple guys on the left. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. News of Hannah Graham's disappearance put normally peaceful Charlottesville on high alert. I was terrified when I found out just because I know it could have easily been me because I walked home alone. I definitely thought differently walking to my car at night having worked in that area. You know, I want to make sure, at, you know, when I was leaving after a newscast at 11.30 at night, that there was someone watching me walk to my car. It was definitely on the back of everyone's minds. Also on the back of everyone's mind, events of five years earlier, when another young woman simply vanished off these streets. 2009, you have this Virginia Tech student, Morgan Harrington, who is last seen at a Metallica concert at the John Paul Jones Arena. It was Saturday, October 17, 2009. 20-year-old Morgan Harrington drove from her parents' home in Roanoke, Virginia, to the UVA campus arena to see one of her favorite bands. Morgan had come to spend the weekend with us, which was not unusual, and was really excited about the Metallica concert. It was the last time her parents, Jill and Dan Harrington, would see their daughter alive. How long was it before you were aware that anything at all was wrong. On Sunday morning, about 11 o'clock, I received a call from the University of Virginia police who informed me that Morgan's purse had been found in a parking lot. I knew Mm -hmm. that minute something terrible had, had happened. And Morgan, you knew, was gone. Morgan was like the moon. She was reflecting the light that was in the world. Lindsay Crisp grew up with Morgan, friends since elementary school. Wherever she walked in, there was a shift in the energy. Morgan was a lot of fun, you know? She had finally reached that point in life where we had an adult relationship with her. And it was really an exciting, um, very gratifying point in time. She was someone who loved art and music, did not like math and science, (laughs) which is... We are math and science people. Lindsay was in Europe when Morgan went missing, only to come home to a terrible shock. My parents stood me in the den and they said, we need to let you know Morgan's gone. She's been missing for 10 days. It felt like there was no hope in that moment. And um, so I ran upstairs and just cried. Investigators had little to work with. At one point, Morgan had left her friends 
Something had happened, and she ended up outside the arena. Morgan left to go to the restroom, and we have a witness that Morgan was bleeding from a, an injury on her face. So we assume that at some point between the seat and the restroom, Morgan fell. And then the next thing we heard was that Morgan had left the building, and they wouldn't let her back in. There was a report that um, she was seen hitchhiking. Does that make sense to you? It does now. She was reported to be confused, and how's Morgan going to get home? Morgan Harrington was last seen on this bridge, alone, on foot, and possibly injured. Unable to get back into the concert, she may have simply decided to find her own way to her friend's apartment, a casual decision that likely cost her her life. I think Morgan was impaired. I think she, she was injured. She was That's not what, thinking clearly. Yeah, I think that someone driving a taxi cab stopped and Morgan felt safe and got in. And I think the rest is history. But this is your theory about That's my the cab theory. Right? Nobody actually saw a cab no. or saw her get no. into a cab. No. no, no. This weekend's search for Morgan Harrington will start here where she was last seen on this bridge. Within days, Morgan's disappearance was dominating the local news and social media. Family members, volunteers, and friends will scour the Charlottesville area looking for clues, looking for anything that could lead them to Morgan. And as with Hannah Graham years later, the community responded. We had 2,000 people searching for Morgan over a weekend. Morgan's case was one of the first cases that used social media yeah. to solicit information and tips and as a crime-solving tool. Yeah. Just passing out flyers. We felt that the only way that we could help Morgan was to not let Morgan's case be swept under the rug. If Morgan is out there and, and hears us, uh, please come home. We are trying to find you. We will never stop. We are trying, honey. Hang on. Even Metallica tried to help. Any information, no matter how small you might think it is, could be that crucial piece investigators need to help solve the case. Somewhere out there lies the answers, or lies the vital link of information that we need. Help us bring Morgan home for Christmas. You are basically swinging on a pendulum between hope and despair. It becomes pretty clear after a couple days that you know it's probably not gonna turn out good. Tragically, Morgan's father was right. Breaking news this afternoon out of Albemarle County. In January 2010, three months after Morgan disappeared, human remains were found on a farm just 10 miles from the UVA campus. We're fairly confident this time that the remains are those of Morgan Dana Harrington. She was found by a farmer who was checking his fences and saw what he thought initially was, you know, a deer carcass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was not. It was our daughter. But a forensic exam of the remains apparently yielded no clues as to who her assailant was. That would come from a T-shirt. The T-shirt, I believe, was found in November, or a couple weeks after Morgan was killed. Found one day draped over a bush near the UVA campus. The most disturbing to me was that it had been put out like a trophy. And just the nerve and cockiness of a perpetrator who would leave a trophy like that 
in the middle of a campus. They were able to actually pick up some of Morgan's DNA in the T-shirt. Even more importantly, testing picked up unknown DNA. And when police ran it through their database, they got a hit. Not to a person, but to another crime. Four years earlier and 100 miles away. They had foreign DNA in their case, which was matched to my foreign DNA in my case. In the fall of 2005, a man attacked, beat, and sexually assaulted a young woman in Fairfax, Virginia. Detective Michael Boone was the lead investigator. This is just an aerial of the general area. It is. It's a 2005 aerial. The woman who asked to be identified only as R.G. was walking home from her local supermarket sometime after 8.30 p.m. She's captured here on a security camera. She felt somebody behind her, and she turned and was face-to-face -face with the suspect and asked him if she could help him, and he stated something to the effect that he was waiting for a friend or something, and she felt uncomfortable. Um, she had a vibe and just kept moving, and when she reached the front of her residence, she said she heard footsteps coming quickly behind her, and then she was picked up off the ground. And how violent an attack was this? You know, you call it a blitzkrieg type of attack. Comes a out of nowhere. A blitzkrieg type of attack? Yeah, comes out of nowhere. Very fast, very violent. He takes her and carries her across the parking lot into the wooded area down where this large tree is. I parked roughly where that green truck is over there. Uh-huh. It was just blind luck that Mark Castro came along when he did. What was the reason that you were even here that night? I was here uh, to see a boxing match at my friend's house. Just stop by and see the boxing match. That's right. When Mr. Castro pulled in and parked in this general area, the lights from his car would have been shining into the area where they were. Those lights may have saved the woman's life. The suspect stood up, looked up, and looked towards the parking lot, which is where Mr. Castro was standing, and she said he took off running. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a figure standing roughly in front of that trash can. I was just shocked, and I'm, you know, can't, am, I, am I believing what I'm seeing right now? What were you seeing? I was seeing uh, a lady that was beaten nearly to death, and she was covered in mud and covered with blood, and she was walking towards me. Did she say anything about what had happened? Uh, she told me that, you know, there's a guy back there. Just back there, meaning yeah, back, back there. in the woods? Right. And after that, I sprinted back there, screaming at the top of my voice, telling whoever it was to come mm -hmm. out. But the attacker was gone. I turned around and come back to her and then uh, made sure to get her to safety. I knocked on uh, each and every house until someone answered the door. She went to Fairfax Hospital, uh, the emergency room, where we bring in a forensic nurse who does the sexual assault exam. Uh, they scrape the underside of the fingernails. And there was DNA evidence? Yes. The next day, the victim, R.G., was able to describe her assailant to a sketch artist who produced a composite. Approximately 6'2", um, six, six maybe 200 pounds, short hair with um, a mustache and beard. But a description of the suspect, a sketch, even his DNA, did not answer the central question. Who was he? It would take another tragedy and another lost life to answer that. Well, the DNA evidence had been found in the Morgan Harrington case, and I just had a feeling on the Hannah Graham case.
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You make things good, Hannah Graham. Where are you? We want you back where you belong. The days go by with no trace of second-year UVA student Hannah Graham. Despite what would become the largest search in Virginia's history. Members of the Charlottesville community have turned out in force to help. Armies of Hannah's university friends have been helping. Each day, hundreds of volunteers show up, including one who has lived through this all before. I read that Alexis Murphy's aunt, Trina, was helping. Thank you, ma'am. When my niece was missing, I wanted the whole world looking for her. When they had the, the big search for Hannah, I went out to help look for her. Um, it just, it's just heartbreaking. Like the Grahams and the Harringtons, Trina Murphy knows the pain of having a child go missing. She knows it all too well. The FBI is in day three of its search for Alexis Murphy, and there's still no sign of her. If anybody know anything, please, please, let us know, please. They have expanded their search for Murphy. The more people that are looking, the better chance we have of finding her. On August 3rd, 2013, four years after Morgan's murder, a year before Hannah Graham went missing, Trina's niece, 17-year-old Alexis Murphy, left her home in Shipman, Virginia on a routine errand. Shipman's less than 40 miles from Charlottesville. She was planning to go to Lynchburg um, to buy hair extensions because she was getting her hair done for her senior pictures. Her last tweet was bird bound. Alexis's mother, Laura Murphy. And this is a kid who tweets and calls all the time, all the right? Time, yeah. He's constantly trying to stay in touch. Right. She was a very happy child. Alexis loved making people laugh. Go. <laughs> we had videos where she dancing. And she, she could dance. Her mother and aunt knew something was seriously wrong when they heard nothing from Alexis for hours. There was not a single tweet, not a single text message, not a single phone call, no activity on her cell phone once she left Liberty. That's the Liberty gas station where Alexis was last seen. Like Hannah Graham, her movements caught on tape. 
What did you think then when you saw that tape? You know, how could she go missing from the Liberty gas station? What happened? What transpired in those minutes that we don't have her on camera? In surveillance video not yet released to the public, Alexis's car is seen leaving this gas station, apparently following an SUV. Investigators identify its owner as one Randy Taylor, and witnesses say he often would just hang around the gas station watching people. I just think that he had been stalking her. He knew her routine. It didn't take much time to link him to her disappearance. They found her hair extensions um, in his trailer. She had a Monroe piercing. She had a nose piercing. She had false fingernails. They were found in there. Um, and her blood on the shirt he was wearing that day, um, seen in the video. Police find her car in a movie theater parking lot in Charlottesville. Inside the car, they find DNA they can't identify from several sources, but none of it matches the unknown DNA from the Harrington murder and the Fairfax rape. Even without finding Alexis, they arrest Randy Taylor and charge him with her murder. His trial is attended by someone who truly understands what the Murphys are going through. Well, Jill reached out to us probably about three weeks after Alexis was abducted. Jill Harrington makes the three and a half hour round trip every day. And I also wanted to be there and shoulder and support them any way I could. It means a great deal to us. Jill has really, really helped me. Guilty on all counts. This the jury convicts Randy Taylor. He is sentenced to life. Alexis never has been found. When we left court, they said we never gonna give up searching for her. And now the Murphys and the Harringtons join the Grahams in the search for Hannah. Trina Murphy and I converged on Charlottesville to, to talk to the community, to ask for tips, to ask for participation in search because the Grahams were unable to do that at that time and we wanted to get as many people out there looking for Hannah as possible. Just to hold their hand, to hold her mother's hand and um, pray for their closure, you know, for them to find their daughter. We're part of an ugly little club that we have some knowledge and, and some understanding of how to proceed. Once you know how bad it feels to have a murdered child, you want to do whatever you can to help anyone else who's in the same terrible spot that you're in. Police say they do have a person of interest in the disappearance of Hannah Graham. They on day six of Hannah's what? disappearance, acting on a tip, police identify and locate the man seen on tape with her in the mall. They search his apartment. They seize his car. They obtain something out of his wallet. It's a tip that's used for cigars. And they take that into evidence and they send it off to be analyzed. Within a day, the man's name leaks out. He is 32-year-old Jesse Leroy Matthew Jr. And before police can even confirm it to reporters, he simply walks into the police station voluntarily. So Jesse Matthew arrived at the, the Charlottesville police station and uh, he said he wanted to, to get a lawyer. Matthew didn't answer any questions, wasn't interested in, in telling police anything. Uh, and he left the, the police station. With no concrete evidence, they can't hold him, but that doesn't stop them from following him. 
Several hours later, while police were, were following um, Jesse Matthew, he took off from his grandmother's house. Driving his sister's car, he suddenly floors it. And they lose him. Excuse me? They lose him. Astonishingly, the only suspect in Hannah Graham's disappearance leaves police in the dust. Police did not have the authority to chase him. They didn't have enough to arrest him really at that point, but they really thought they had their suspect. And he's gone. When news broke that Jesse Matthew was on the lam, Twitter exploded. We have all these people who are already deeply involved uh, in this case, searching for answers, racking their brains, and they're coming up with ideas and saying, well, why aren't, aren't police doing that? Why can't police do this? Things don't work as quickly in real life as they do on a TV show. I believe Jesse Matthew was the last person she was seen with before she vanished off the face of the earth. Because it's been a week and we can't find her. But somebody knows where she is. Somebody's got to know where she is. So I hope and pray that we might have an opportunity to talk to Jesse Matthew again. Because I think he can help us find Hannah Graham. And just days after fleeing... Matthew, still on the run, is formally charged in Hannah's abduction. The Commonwealth felt we had sufficient probable cause to seek an arrest warrant for Jesse Leroy Matthew Jr. of Charlottesville, charging him with a Class II felony of abduction with the intent to defile. And for the first time... My name is Sue Graham. Hannah's mother speaks out. Somebody listening to me today either knows where Hannah is or knows someone who has that information. We appeal to you to come forward and tell us where Hannah can be found. They only knew that Hannah was missing. They didn't know where she was. They didn't know if she was alive or dead. Everybody had their fears, but nobody knew. Now, police aren't just looking for one missing person. They are looking for two. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Days are going by, and we don't know where Jesse Matthew is. 
In Albemarle County, searches had become daily events. Searches for both UVA student Hannah Graham and for the only suspect in her disappearance, Jesse Matthew. Not only do we have each day that's ticking by that the Graham family doesn't know where their daughter is, but we also have the person that they say was last seen with her. We don't know where he is. There's no clues being offered. It was tense. This press conference and every press conference hereafter is about one thing and one thing only, and that is finding Hannah. This was a very heated few days. I'm hoping that they're hearing my words and, 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 and seeing my frustration. Chief Longo was, was obviously very involved in this. And pick up the phone and tell us something, regardless of how insignificant you think it might be. He was speaking to the press and speaking directly to um, Jesse Matthew. I've made no mistake about it. We want to talk to Jesse Matthew. We want to talk about his interaction with a sweet young girl that we can't find because he was with her. Surely someone had information about Jesse Matthew. After all, the 32-year-old grew up in Charlottesville, went to high school there, and was working at the university hospital, transporting patients. People have been trying to learn more about Jesse Matthew since uh, they first heard his name. People who've known him had called him a gentle giant. And this was a guy who was a football player. This was a guy who was working in Charlottesville with kids. He was a, a volunteer uh, football coach. He was a quiet guy and mentored these high school students. In fact, the night that Hannah Graham went missing, he was at the game that Friday night, helping these kids, cheering them on. So on the outside, nothing seemed suspect. I have talked to friends of his who said, I trusted him with my children. Nobody said, yeah, you know, Jesse always had trouble and we, this is the kind of thing we would have expected. I mean, that, no. If anything, it was, he was not capable of premeditating anything. He may have been awkward socially mm -hmm. sometimes and quiet, but never, never could he be capable of this. He was a team player. He was always there and, and you know, participating in team activities. William Haith knew Jesse Matthew when both played football at Virginia's Liberty University, which Matthew attended from 2000 to 2002. He knew how to play football, um, and he was actually great at it. I, I thought he had potential to do some, some great things on the football field. But off the field, information began to circulate that cast Matthew, or LJ, as his friends called him, in a much different light. My head coach let us know they were going to put LJ off the team because apparently he had um, forced himself on a, a female student. Uh, Did anybody ever say, hey, you know, what happened? Is this true? Once he was kicked off the team, no, no one that I know of actually went out their way just to get more detail. His roommate said that he, he may not have known that he was going too far, um, but again, that's speculation, hearsay from his roommate. There were so many rumors going around, but no, there was no concrete evidence. Lynchburg police did confirm they conducted an investigation of an alleged rape that occurred around the same time, but no criminal charges were filed. Still, Matthew left, not just the football team, but the university. And teammates says Haith quickly put the incident and Jesse Matthew behind them. 
None of us came in defense of him. I mean, it lingered on for maybe a couple of days, but then we, we kept it moving. After Liberty, Matthew attended Christopher Newport University in Newport News, Virginia. Again, he was on the football team, and again, he left after just a few months amid allegations of another sexual assault. What happened to these cases? It went under the radar. Um, they didn't press charges. So the next university did not know what they were getting. There's no requirement that, that There that was be... no requirement that they needed to alert the other university of why he was transferring. So there's these allegations, and next thing you know, he's transferred. They never had a determination by any, anybody that he was dangerous. Attorney Lloyd Snook. Looking back, you can't help but say, gosh, uh, if there'd been a requirement that the colleges make this public? Well, it's probably more to the point that, that when there is no actual prosecution, that's where the system fails. Not once, but twice. That's right. After leaving his second college, Matthew came back to Charlottesville, driving a cab for a few years. He had a few minor run-ins with police, traffic violations, and trespassing. To kill or hurt somebody, that's not my son. Matthew's father, like many, was bewildered at the thought that Jesse could be involved in something as serious as Hannah Graham's abduction. I can see him maybe trying to give the girl a ride home or help her out. Mostly, I'm just really shocked. Lee Van Dale was Matthew's landlady. We don't know a thing yet. We don't know a thing. Everything seemed to be going well for Jesse. He'd had a promotion at the hospital. Charges are filed against a man authorities believe was the last person seen with a University of Virginia student before her disappearance more than one week ago. I'm watching the news. I'm shocked. I'm like, wow, this, this LJ that went to school with me? William Haith hadn't seen or heard from Matthew in years. When he learned that his former teammate was suspected in Hannah Graham's disappearance, his reaction was pure shock at first. And then next, you know, everything just stopped flashing through my head. The, the incident that happened at Liberty, like, wow, could LJ have, have, have done this? And how did you answer that? At first, you know, I'm like, uh, no. He just seemed to be... Uh, a, a caring person. But again, then when you start looking at some of the other things, then I thought that possibly. You almost get the impression of two Jesse Matthews. Who was the real Jesse Matthew? Maybe this guy was, was okay. People were trying to get in touch with a family, with his lawyer. I am Mr. Matthews' attorney. I was hired by him and his family on Saturday. That's the only comment I'll make at this time. Looking, you know, asking, Tell us a little bit about him. You know, let us at least paint a picture that, uh, that's fair. I think that everyone was trying to maintain hope that maybe this was a, a mistake. But as the days wore on, with no sign of Hannah Graham or Jesse Matthew, hope was scarce, with memories turning to those other young women for whom searches had failed. They may not have all been connected, but it definitely was on the minds of people living in and around Central Virginia, the Charlottesville area. I think most people were beginning to think pretty bleak thoughts. You know, somebody give us some information about something. Soon, someone would, and the twisted trail of Jesse Matthew would take a surprising turn. 
into the past. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus.